Hello and welcome to The Authority of Love. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and it's my pleasure today to welcome a good friend and brother in Christ, Jeff Rogers of Jeff Rogers Photography and Wellspring Prayer Center, among other things, to The Authority of Love show. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here. Yeah. So I, I got a little bit of intro left here, and then we're going to get to some great questions and answers here. He's actually agreed to join us all this week. He has a great story, and I know you're going to be interested and blessed by what he has to share. Remember, you can hear this on WJMM 99.1 FM in Central Kentucky Christian Radio, or go to their website, wjmm.com. You click on the podcast tab near the upper right, and then click on the Love and Worship links, and you'll get today's and the previous two days' messages. Also, you can find all kinds of podcasts on um, podcast, or I'm sorry, Podbean. I'm messing this all up. Love and Lordship podbean.com. I, I do this so often, sometimes I do it out of instinct and I should be reading, okay, on this part. It's love and lordship, all spelled out, put together, podbean.com, or videos at vimeo.com forward slash love and lordship. Uh, listen, share, comment, let us know what you think because we'd love to engage with you. So, with that said, let me welcome Jeff Rogers again. Jeff, thanks again. Thank you. Wonderful. And I want to begin, like I do with most guests, just, just introduce yourself and tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm still a country boy at heart. Yeah. I grew up uh, not too far from you. I grew oh, yeah. up in the big city of Corinth, Kentucky, population 250 yeah. in Grant County. Grant County, yeah. Sure yeah. enough. Yeah. Was born and raised there, come from two generations of funeral directors. Okay. And uh, just grew up having the best childhood ever, you yeah. know, hunting, fishing, just all of the stuff that goes along with that, you yeah. know and uh, followed a girlfriend to Transylvania University, and she ended up leaving, I ended up staying, found another girlfriend, but anyway, stayed there, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, worked on an art degree there, and uh -huh. uh, then also I was leading the campus Bible study at that time, because uh -huh. I've always, one thing I left out of my earlier roots is, yeah. I'm very fortunate to have grown up in a Christian home. Uh, my mom and dad both loved the Lord, and my grandmother lived right across the blacktop from us, you know. Yes. And so yeah. I don't ever remember a time not going to church. And honestly, I don't ever remember a time when I had not heard that God loved me. Yeah. And That's I'm awesome. just so thankful for the formational years I had growing up as a kid where I grew up in and grew up in a wonderful uh, small church, Corinth Christian Church, and uh, just was taught the scriptures well. Uh, ever since I was uh, a, a small child. Yeah. And so I'm just very grateful for the background that I've had. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That sounds a, similar to mine. Although, I, I, the, the older I got, you may agree with this, the more I realized that our wonderful, idyllic family, which really was wonderful, wasn't perfect, but there was more dysfunction than I thought. Oh, yeah. Not only in my family, but in the church. And sure. that's part of what the church and family are really about. Mm -hmm. We tend to look at that as negative, and we don't always like it, but there's many good things to learn and grow from in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let me, let me ask you quite a personal question. Yeah. How old are you, Jeff? I'm, I just turned 63. Okay. I was born in 1959. Okay, so it's very likely that you probably heard the Williams family sing in Corinth Christian Church at some point while you were growing up. Well, probably yeah. we had we had singspirations. Yes, we were. and so uh, that probably did occur. I never thought about that yeah. until right now. I remember yeah. that we if if we didn't get invited, my uh -huh. mom, God rest her soul, she's at home with the Lord now. Been there for about 15 months on yeah. our time. Yeah, she's in eternity for sure now. You yeah. know, we yeah. we share it here, but. Uh, if we didn't get invited, which we often did, she would invite herself. 
Well, it's and true. we would go, it's, yeah. It's, and, it's uh, just how things work out. Yeah, there. exactly. That's the way it was on farm. And you talked about across the driveway was uh -huh. grandparents. We had grandparents on one hill and great grandparents on the other, and we were on the third hill. Oh my On gosh. the farm in northern Harrison County, That's so we awesome. weren't far from from Corinth and Grant County at all. Yeah. So, uh, what what did that say to you then? My next question kind of builds on that, Jeff. Mm -hmm. What role did all of that play in your life, the Lord, your marriage, family? Mm -hmm. You've got a great story. Share some of that. Well, I like I say, I've, uh, my idea, my perception of God, especially as a loving father, has changed a lot over the years. But I'm just so thankful to have that as a background. Yes. And, you know, there's been difficulties and problems and brokenness all along the way. And somehow in the midst of my growing up in dysfunction and making mistakes or whatever, yeah. Um, you know, I never got drunk, never smoked pot, never, I just, I don't know, I just didn't feel the need to do any of those. I, Somebody I, I was really watching over you, brother. Well, I'm serious. You know, I tried <laughs> yeah, to drink yeah. beer and I just couldn't handle the taste of it, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. So, uh, I'm just, in, in many ways, I think that the Lord just really protected me, I guess, from that because, uh, you know, in my background, as in a lot of people's backgrounds, there's alcoholism and yep. things and, yes. and yet I've never been drunk. And so, and I don't mean that as a, uh. Uh, I'm not holding that up as something to be proud of. It was never a temptation for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so I'm just really grateful for that. Yeah. But, you know, um, there have been times, lots of times, when I've had to lean on the Lord in the midst of brokenness and like, God, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And I've always continued to look to Him. And, you know, not to fast forward too much, but I yeah. lost my former wife, Sally, to colon cancer after 20 years of marriage. And it's like at, those are the times you're like, all right, God, are you real? Can yeah. you be counted on? Yeah. And I think in a split second, I decided I was going to hang with him no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And uh, I, and then I just can't imagine how he's. It's unbelievable how he's blessed me now in this particular season. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, God, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's it. And you know, that's that's one question when I yeah. lost Sally. That's one question I had to decide: was God good? Yeah. Because yeah. at the time we were involved in a healing ministry as well, and so I know we'll get into that a couple yes. of days later. Yeah. But I really had to decide for myself: is God real and is He good? And I I I believe without a doubt whatsoever that that yes, yeah. God is good and that He is very real. Well, Jeff, you hit on something there, and I know we're going to hit on it throughout this mm -hmm. week. Um, that's what I find, not only in my own life, but in mentoring and discipling others and others who disciple me and the, and the radio program and guests and testimonies, is that's where faith becomes real. Absolutely. Because what you just described was, well, we thought you said you would heal, and we prayed, and we believed, mm -hmm. and we didn't see it. But faith is things carried on out. substance of things <laughs> hoped for, the yeah. evidence of things not seen. Right. So, you, and you chose that. Yeah. And how did that impact your life? Because you talked about a great, wonderful upbringing, uh -huh. but there was things going on that you saw. You mentioned something there. I didn't want to pass our, up our listeners that guys with this harsh, judgmental father, or to some degree, you didn't say it like that, but but at some point he became more of a loving father rather yeah. than a judging God, right? So to speak. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I had already been ordained in the Christian church before I ever really began to experience grace for the very first time. Yeah. Uh, Bob Nelson, yeah. who's gone to be with the Lord yes. now, uh, who had a, an amazing testimony of alcoholism and all yeah. this stuff, and God uh, got a hold of him and used him, and so yeah. that was really fantastic. So anyway, I, I happened to listen in on a Bible study night one night that he did on the book of John, and somehow I left there that night, and the cloud that had been over my head all my life was yeah. totally gone. Yeah. 
and uh, and I, yeah, I I'd been loving God all my life, but yeah. I just never really understood grace. I knew yeah. a lot about law, and I'm thankful to know a lot about scriptures. Right, but I'd never in my heart had never experienced grace, and so I'm just so thankful for that. Well, and and what I think happens in a lot of churches today is we tend to separate the two, uh, grace and truth. Yeah, we, we we see them, but everything God does is truthful, loving, and gracious Amen. because that's who he is. Yeah. Even the difficult parts. Mm -hmm. What did that look like for you as far as seeing God mm -hmm. uh, as the lawgiver right. and enforcer to some degree? And that's how I saw him. Yeah, yeah. And then because I don't think that was ever Corinth Christian Church's intent. No. Or no, your parents awesome or grandparents. People. But that that's what I saw a lot of. Yeah. Uh, I, I memorized a lot of scripture. I knew it. Christian service camp, Sunday school, all mm -hmm. those things, Bible bowl, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. But then all of a sudden you begin and for me it was deciding at one point I thought I knew more than God. Mm -hmm. And he gently and graciously and then not so graciously and gently showed me, but it was very loving. Yeah. What would that look like for you? Well, I, when I look back now, again, I'm grateful for the upbringing I had, but yes. I had God in a very, very small box. And I thought, we thought that we had God pretty much all figured out, yes. even when I was on staff at a church here in, in Lexington. Right. You know, we thought we had God all figured out, and yeah. he's not. And so what exposed all that for me was uh, when I began to understand what's called the father wound. Uh -huh. because I'd had that with my dad. My dad was an excellent provider. He loved my mom. He loved us. He didn't really know how to show that. Yes. And so because of his activity in business, you know, running the feed store as well as a funeral home, he was gone much of the time. Right. And so uh, I grew up, uh, and, and also he could be pretty harsh when it comes to discipline. You yeah. know, we were yeah. old school, as you say. Yeah. And so you know what that means as well. By today, yes. it'd be called child abuse, but yeah. that's just the way it was when we grew up. Yeah. You know, you the, the belt and stuff like that. Right. And so the problem is that that kind of crafted uh, or distorted the image of my father God. Right. And right. so I thought father God was just like my own earthly sure. father was as well. By God's own design. That's yeah. God's design. Well, yes. And if the father, right. earthly father, gets it wrong, we still see God that way. Right. And his father didn't know Absolutely. any better than he did. Right. And so uh, that was just part of it. And so this father wound, which is a very common thing, especially for guys our age, and yeah. I don't see it as much with younger fellas, but yeah. definitely there's a lot of men our age that have that. And um, when that was exposed to me, and then I asked the Lord to heal that and to heal my distorted view of who he is, he graciously did that, and it, it, it turned my world upside down, you know. Well, here's the, here's what I hear you saying in that, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, we tend to see God that way because that's the way we were brought up, and that's the way our parents did things, and our fathers in particular. Um, but here's the thing that I think we miss is that the God that we serve and that we love dearly mm -hmm. and that loves us more than we can ever hope or imagine, mm -hmm. um, He is as loving as and what he gives to us and blesses us with and, and, and bestows upon us as when he, as the scripture talks about God's love literally, we're getting all kinds of things in here. Hopefully they're showing up and it makes it real. Um, but it, it shows up every bit as much. Uh, Hebrews 12 says that God punishes us. Yeah, he discourages us. He, he, he loves. And, and that word, I write about it in my book, is not, is not actually a discipline. That word is actually scourging. Oh my. That I word literally means to scourge. I didn't know that. And we it's wow. mastiguo. And we don't see it as that, but God loves us too much. I, I use this quote because I, I think there's a lot here that we can help people with. Um, 
when God punishes me, he does it in a perfectly loving way. Yeah. That doesn't mean it feels good. Right. Matter of fact, he says when your earthly fathers did it, you didn't like it, but you respected them for it. And I think that's kind of what you've been saying. Mm. We miss something because we're imperfect and they were imperfect. But when God does it, it's still perfectly loving. And that's what I think we need to help people understand because I think we do, the, do an injustice in trying to fit God into the law box, but we do just as much of an injustice by saying, but God's a God of grace and that's all there is. Right. We miss it on either side yeah. and the devil, the enemy runs amok with that. Yeah, the hyper grace society is yeah. what we're in much of today. Yeah. As much as the hyper law. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to see. How would that, we're getting close to the, the end here. So let me break off there. I think this is a great part. Sure. We'll pick back some okay. more of that Sounds tomorrow, good. Jeff. That's really good, uh, really good stuff. Now, join us again tomorrow. As I shared, uh, Jeff's going to continue to be with us. Invite your family, friends, loved ones, even your enemies. Go ahead and invite them. It's, it's great stuff for them to hear. And who knows what the Lord will do through this. Remember, you can get our book. I, I alluded to it a couple of times there, The Authority of Love, second edition. That's S-E-C-O-N-D. I spell it out that way because most people will put two in D. If you do that, you'll be led on a wild goose chase, okay? But go to Amazon, spell it out, and you'll find it. Uh, also, if you want to leave a review, I'm a big boy. I can handle it, okay? Good, bad, or ugly. Let me know what you think. I'd love to engage with you on that. Also, if you'd like to donate to Love and Lordship, you can do that on our website, that's loveandlordship.com, all spelled out and together. There's a Give tab in the upper right corner, and we would love for you to partner with us in that way. And also, even more so, we're going to hear more about this with Jeff later, with prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, appreciate you doing that. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks always for your prayers. Thanks to the Lord at all times. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. And as always, I have to point you to our next show. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.